0: To the Stoke Fan, the podcast designed to help families adventure more and stress less. On this show, we give you the confidence and inspiration you need to find your Stoke by sharing interviews from real families doing amazing things, conversations with brands who make adventures easier, and all the things we wish we'd known sooner. Come on, let's, let's go! go. Welcome back, Stoke Fam. Today, I am talking with Gretchen from Romerica. They are a camper van rental company based out of Hood River, Oregon, and they have the goal of helping people experience the beauty of the Pacific Northwest, which, as you know, we love. <laughs> um, we first came across them a couple years ago when we were looking for a camper van rental, and what stood out to us was the fact that not only are they and a camper van company that does rentals, but they're also an adventure family who truly loves to do those things in real life. And so I'm really excited to have Gretchen on today to chat with us about how she adventures with her family and a little bit more about their business. And so thank you for jumping in to talk with us today, Gretchen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I like to start off usually with finding out a little bit about everybody's adventure story. So did you start, has, has adventure always been a part of your life? Is that something that you grew into as an adult? Um, can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So I definitely grew into it as an adult, basically once I started, once I met Taylor. Um, I didn't have, we, I mean, we camped every summer as a family. There's five kids in my family. Okay. And that was our big vacation every year. We'd go away for a week. We'd go camping over in central Oregon. And it was a total ball. I don't know how my parents did it with five kids, but <laughs> I appreciate it. And, uh, but then you grow out of it, you know, and you go to college or whatever. And, uh, I was living in a little condo in Portland when I met Taylor and then a fast forward a few years and he just kind of got me into, I like kind of road travel, the exploration, Okay loved it. It was just, we would drive forever going down every road possible. And this was, you know, pre-kids where you can literally just sit in the car for 13 hours straight driving, who knows, back roads. And I also had a lot of health issues back then too. So I wasn't as mobile and I really just needed like a comfortable place. I couldn't do like the hiking or the biking or the surfing or Mm. any of the actual recreation. So the driving was a perfect compromise for the two of us. Um, so that's kind of how it started and then it just kind of blossomed from there.
0: I love that. And you know, I, I like that too. You found something that worked for what the situation you were in at the time, right? Like finding the way to get out no matter what, what it is, you know, and I, that's one of the things I try to really share is that adventure can be this big thing, but it also can be as simple as going to your nature park for a walk or driving in the woods. Like it can be whatever you want to make it and just finding a way to, to bring nature into your everyday life. So I love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, adventure for me at that point back then was just leaving my condo. It was like, whoa. And
0: that's reality. That's yeah. reality, right? Like that's real life talk and that sometimes that is all it is. And that's okay, that's okay. Yeah.
1: it's sure. totally fine. Like it totally got me out. I mean, I remember my first like solo hike on my own. I had Taylor's dog and my dog at the time. And I went down to um, you know, uh, Saddle Mountain, like on the way oh, to yeah. the Post. there's this little mountain there. And I hiked that with the dogs by myself. And like, first of all, I was actually able to walk that day, which was like a huge thing for me back then. And I hiked this all by myself and back and drove myself home. And that was a massive, massive undertaking for me. And I did it and I survived. I slept for the entire week afterwards, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did it, you know, and like there was other people on the trail. So that made me feel comfortable. Should mm-hmm. I have, you know, I needed help with anything, but um
0: Yeah, it can be as little as or as big as you
1: need it to be, right?
0: Right. No, I love that. Um, do you you don't have to if you don't want to, but do you want to share a little bit do you feel comfortable sharing a little bit more about what was going on at that time that prevented you from
1: doing this? I'm getting more comfortable now, I feel like. I never talked about it. Um, gosh, I just started talking about it like a couple years ago too. So I have Lyme disease, but it was only diagnosed like four years ago. So um, up until that point, I was um, misdiagnosed a million different ways and uh, pretty pretty heavily medicated with um, uh, like biologics mm-hmm. and uh, some chemo stuff. Right. And uh, it doesn't make you feel good. Gives you no energy. It mm-hmm. just totally zaps life right out of you. So, and the way that Lyme was attacking my body was my mobility um, all my joints and muscles. So it looked like I totally had, um, like a back brace. Like that's mm. kind of how, what I looked like when I walked, like, not the that stiffness. I can turn my head any, like very well, but I can nowadays. Um, but very, very, very rigid. And like, I couldn't like bend my knees. And so walking wasn't the easiest thing to do. You know, it's kind of like shuffle everywhere. Yeah. Um. But once it was properly diagnosed and I got on the right treatment plan and management plan, I mean, I'm totally fine now. I mean, if you will, I'm 100% like I have to have my medication. If I don't, it's literally within six hours. I can't move. So I can never miss it. It goes everywhere with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But but that's also why we have a fridge in our van because I'm not on it now, but I was on medication that required refrigeration right and camping when you're on medication or even supplements right they have It's to really be, tough. It's so tough and so there was like, that was a requirement when we built our van was like, I have to have a refrigerator because of my medication. It
0: wasn't of food. Like, yeah. Well, I have I, cooler for that. Right. And like, we, we have, we mentioned, we were talking about this just before we started hitting record. I have a kiddo with a uh, peanut allergy. So we always have to carry Epi and it doesn't have to be refrigerated, but it does have to remain within a certain temperature window yes. that's actually like real narrow. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's always a, like, challenge to figure out what to do with it when we're in these really hot or really cold environments, because we have to either like put it in a lunchbox with some hand warmers, but not too warm. And I have to like, I had to like test that out to make sure it worked when we were go snowboarding. Right. And then when we go camping, we have like these little cooling packs that aren't quite fridge temps because that's too cold. Yeah. So it's a, it's definitely, you have to, when you have medications or things that change the way you do life, you have to find different ways to make it work for you. And yeah. I love that you did that with, with the camper vans. So, um, that hike sounds like it was a really big turning point for you, which I really, I really love that you're finally feeling good enough to, to go do it. Even though it took it out of you for a little bit, you were feeling good and ready to go tackle it, which is yeah. awesome. Um, and then I know now you guys do a lot, um, of adventuring as a family, but you also go a lot by yourself with just your kids. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about how you started doing that. Is that something you did on your own since they were babies, or did you transition into that like as like business was picking up and you needed to have more time away? Or how did all that come about?
1: So ever since they were babies, basically, I've been taking them um just kind of on my own. Um when I first, when we when I had our first baby, Piper, um, I didn't do as much. We were living in Portland. And I would just do like kind of day stuff, but Mm -hmm. really it wasn't, you know, it was more like park settings and just kind of stuff. And then, um, and I was still kind of battling some health stuff. So I ended up getting like some, um, stem cell replacement treatment done and that helped a lot. And then, um, we found out we were pregnant with baby number two, which was like, (laughs) wow. Surprise. (laughs) And, um, we were moving at the time. We were literally like, didn't even have a house for an entire month when we found out we were pregnant and oh, it was just like, of course. Talk about
0: stressful, right? Like that's always the way it goes.
1: (laughs) And so like, it was so funny after we had little Meta, I took them on my first solo trip. Meta was probably like three weeks old and Patrick was a year and a half. And we just went, for the day, we went to Timothy Lake, which was like, it should only be like an hour and a half, but it took us like four hours to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then you know,
1: it was like bathroom break, nursing, diaper, you know, let the dog yep. out. and everything's at different times. It can't all happen at the same time. Of course not. <laughs> so, but you know, it's a beautiful drive over the mountain and um, there was zero expectations to even get there, first of all. So we actually did make it. We sat by the water for like an hour and then we drove around and came home. And I did it by myself with the you know, the dogs and the kids and it was great. That's um, awesome. And then the first big overnight one, um the girls were definitely older. Um Meta was probably about a year and change. Okay. Um and little Piper was 2. So, um you know, a little more independent, Piper could help me Mm -hmm. And, you know, Meta was, uh, she's very loud. She's a very boisterous (laughs) little one, very chatty. Um, (laughs) We don't have
0: one of those. I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) She just is nonstop. And it's hilarious because she, I mean, now she's talking to her back back then, you know, my first time camping really with them. And we were gone for about five days and we stayed in the campground because that's where I felt most comfortable. Right. And I just felt so bad for all the campers around. Me. <laughs> At five in the morning, I was like, "La la 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 la." And little Piper was just like, "Oh my gosh, Nata is so loud!" I'm like, "I know, honey. I'm sorry." <laughs> but it was so fun, and I have so many like cute little pictures and such great memories. Um, yeah, it was a really good time.
0: Oh, you guys can't see this, but I'm watching her and her face is just glowing talking about this. So like, even though like she had was being woken up at 5am with, you know, lovely little one babbles, she's still happy as a clam about it. Like you can just see it on her face. I just love that. Um, You can just like literally see it radiating. So Obviously you had fun and so you keep doing it, but I'm, what, what is your favorite part about taking just the kids? Like, I know, you know, sometimes you go with your partner and you have him with you and that's great. Cause you have that extra adult to tag team things, but sometimes it's just going as mom is kind of fun too. So what's your favorite part about doing that?
1: You know, oh gosh, there's so many things I love, <laughs> you know? Okay. So, and this isn't a bad, bad thing, like not negatively speaking, but it's one less body. Right. Yeah. So, like, when you have two adults, you discuss things, right? You're like, "Oh, should we do this? Should we do that?" You know, like, "Oh, can you take this kid? Can you take that kid?" It's a. It's everything's a discussion, right? When it's just you, it's just you. So you make the decision, you make the plan. The babies come along. Everybody's great. Uh, Granted, you don't have two people to clean up, help clean up puke in the middle of the night, but (laughs) that's (laughs) happened. No kidding. Uh, but it just I love having the one-on-one time with my girls, which I don't get very often and just making the decision, like leaving it up to Piper to plan the day. Like, that's totally funny, you know? And you know, I think girls and guys in general are just very different beings. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when it's just us girls, it's just kind of a different day. Like we don't do any massive adventures. We'll go hike the science sand dunes or you know, we'll play in the water for a little bit. But the goal is just to have some fun during the day. You it know, just be. Just be. Exactly. And so if we never leave the van, it doesn't bother me any, you know, I'm real and I think my background too with the fact that I'm so used to not being mobile. I'm mm-hmm. used to not doing things, right? That I'm really much at ease hanging out, sitting, watching and I'm, I'm 100% okay with it. Whereas, you know, when Taylor is involved, he is a busy guy. Like he loves to do things, which is a great combination for me because it gets me out. Mm-hmm. But when it is just me and the girls, I mean, they're two and three, they're not going very far. Right. <laughs> so true. So, and I'm okay with that. Um, and then there's just something about, you know, being a mom and watching your kids, I mean, maybe dads do it too, but I feel like a total stalker when I'm with my girls by myself, <laughs> Just watch him. And I just think it's the cutest thing, the little conversations they have, the way they make believe and help me cook and help me clean, you know, the camp and get the van ready and
0: mm-hmm. meet
1: the neighbors. I don't know. I just adore it. I absolutely adore it.
0: And there's something very different about doing those things in the outdoors like and watching them in the outdoors where they're imagine they get more imaginative and i think they get more um independent and inspired to do things where at home, they're often, at least mine. I mean, I have boys though. So it's also a very different thing because, but they, they're much more happy to just kind of let things happen. But when they're out there, they're much more likely to be like, Hey, can I help set up the camp stove? Can I, can I help do this? Because it's fun. It's new. It's different. Even though we go regularly, it's not the day in and day out. It's a change, a break from the norm. And so I think that it's really fun to watch them and finding toys in the outside that are not toys at all. Um, but they, they can be entertained for hours with stuff that they normally would not. And at our, even outside in our yard here, you know, there's, there's a limit to how long they will stay out in our small suburban yard Mm -hmm. versus the big outdoors. So there's definitely, definitely a difference. Obviously it's not all fun and games. You said you you had yourself wake up in the middle of the night with, with having to clean puke on your own. So like, what has been the hardest part about doing it on your own? The
1: attention for the kids is the hardest because when you have both of them on your own, you don't actually like get to really be with just one Mm -hmm. because my my kids are so young still, right? Pretty dependent um, on us. But so that's tough. I can't just take one down for a walk or something. Right both and I'm usually wearing one of them so then if one gets tired I'm trying to pick the other one up and it's just I think that's pretty hard Mm -hmm. but um but the girls I mean they're so they're used to it so I don't think it is a negative thing I think that's just like the hardest as a mom right yeah kind of watching I know that like maybe our oldest is having a hard time and she really just needs me to like take her aside and chat with her for a little bit but I just am unable to right yes
0: that still happens even when your kids get older too, though. You're like, you're like, I mean, minor nine and 11. And when the nine-year-old gets into mischief and I have to deal with that, even though if the 11-year-old needs something, it is, it's is—it's always that pull of like, he also needs me, but this is the pressing like, safety yes. issue that I have to right. address right now before we have a really yeah. big problem. And so, and I mean, it goes both ways, but um, it definitely, you definitely see that, I think, I have a feeling that never changes as a mom. You're always yeah. going to feel a little bit pulled. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, so that's probably the hardest. But you know, but when you're in it, and that's just kind of like
1: reflecting back. Yeah. When I think, I think another thing that I have learned to like give myself a little bit of leeway on not be so hard is like I don't have to be ready for everything. Kids have no judgment when they're little. It's amazing. Yeah. Like they won't get mad at you. They won't stay mad at you. They love you unconditionally. It's yep. like, if us adults could act like that, it'd be a much better world out there. But it's amazing how just forgiving little ones are and loving, and they don't really care if you miss cleaning up a little bit of puke that just happened to be left on the bed. Like, <laughs> hey okay, mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys were so nice. Right. And so it's like kind of remembering that like, it doesn't have to be perfect there will be tears. We will all be absolutely exhausted and dirty and just like ready to take a nice warm bath or shower when we get home. And like, we're all on the same boat and like that's totally okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Like you always come back exhausted at the end of a trip like that. But on the other hand, also like so happy, like it, yeah, it's Yeah. you would do it again the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, just let me get a good night's sleep again. And then we'll go. <laughs>
1: Totally. Actually, the last trip I took with our girls, so we went camping, I think it was like six days, and I had to drive the van home because Taylor was going hunting. And so he needed the van. So we literally like pulled in the driveway, emptied our stuff out. Taylor took off with the van, and I'm like sitting. St- we lived in a townhome, and I'm standing in the garage, and the kids are like playing in our concrete driveway. And I'm like, Hey, you girls want to go to uh, Sisters, like Central? Uh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. And I'm like, great, let's go. <laughs> so we like just shifted everything from the garage into the car and left. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we were home for food and like to get a snack, and that was it. it was like,
0: like, I'm not ready to be home yet. Let's just I'm go again. Really not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, what is the longest trip you've taken? This wasn't a question I had planned on asking you, but now as we're talking, I'm like, what is the longest trip you've taken? Um, just you and the girls.
1: So that was probably the longest because it was back to back. Okay. Um. So that one was, and we would have stayed, but the wild, it was last summer where the uh, fires yep. kind of shuttled us home. Um, that one was uh, 11 or 12 days.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a nice long stretch.
1: Yeah, you kind of get I love a little it. bit of a groove. Yeah. Know, which is nice. I feel like it always takes like three or four days. Yeah. Like those first couple of days are really, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, I mean, there's kind of like, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Let's get the rhythm here. Like, how are we making breakfast, dinner, cleanup? And then, like, day three, you kind of got it. You're like, okay, yep. this is our system. This is where we wash our dishes and, like,
0: you know, so yep, we got everything set up for that trip, and you're good yeah. to go. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, we do that even, even like, I mean, the more you go, the the easier that transition gets, but it still takes a little bit of time. It's just like, and I think even just the mental for adults, especially like the mental decompressing that has to happen when you first make that transition of like, okay, the busyness of day to day life to like now I can slow down mm-hmm. and just get into this new routine for whether it's the long weekend or whether it's you know 12 days exactly. it takes that like transition time to like recalibrate like your mindset too yeah, yeah for yeah, sure totally agree. okay so you got you and taylor decided to start doing these drives and adventures and were you in a camper van at that point what were you using then
1: use camper van loosely we were in a van (laughs) okay (laughs) with a cooler okay which didn't even have a working top on I like wanted cooler like 20 years ago from an arthritis foundation walk and that thing had been so beat up that the top (laughs) didn't even close all the way so that was our cooler and a futon mattress okay and a dog bed for the dogs and that was it so that's how we started yeah and somewhere to put your food. So you had the yeah. essentials. Yeah. 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 I okay. mean, how I really started was in the back of a pickup and Okay. that was just too hard for me to get in and out of. So, uh, we upgraded to a tow behind trailer, mm-hmm. which we X made real quick. Cause we had to tow it. And then we did a check <laughs> camper and that one got sold. A, we did two trips in it. And it, I remember we were driving into Madras. We stopped for gas and Taylor was like, oh, get some lunch out of the camper, you know, before we hit the road again. And this was like back in the day when I was like super sick. So I was not of mental capacity to handle instructions by any means. <laughs> so we get back on the road and he's like, oh, did you get lunch? I'm like, no, I really didn't. So we had to stop again, take the bikes off the back of the camper, open the camper up. Mm. And was like, We're selling this. This is ridiculous. So <laughs> we settled on a van, which he bought over eBay. I mean, it was just like this empty cargo van and it showed up empty, stripped, just a metal box and it was perfect.
0: That's all we needed. That's awesome. That's so funny. Okay. So you guys had this metal box (laughs) and um, now you have a company that rents cancel camper vans and they are definitely not metal boxes. So walk (laughs) me through that transition. Like what happened to kind of get you to the starting point of Okay, we love this. We want something a little bit, you know, set up a little bit differently or a little bit more lush. And like, how did you how did you make that transition or what was the like catalyst that got you to building out your camper van and then transitioning into like offering them for other people?
1: So we let's see how so how it really started. So Taylor and I were both working like full-time jobs in Portland and working way more than, you know, full-time and never being able to go do anything because we were just working all the time. And we both worked weekends too, but we had like kind of opposite schedules. Like he worked some nights and I worked early mornings and it was just, I don't know. And Taylor, we just, he sat down one night and he was like, what if we just rent in Vans? And I was like, okay. And he's like, what? (laughs) And he comes up with ideas like at least once a week. And I'm usually like, no, that doesn't make any sense. This one, though, I was just like, yes, that sounds great. I love it. We didn't even have a camper van. We literally just had the van with the futon mattress. You know? Okay. So, um, I mean, Taylor was kind of in stages of building it out, but nowhere near what we knew we wanted to offer to, like, the general public. So, I told, we had a goal. So, that was in, like, September, and we had a goal to have a van ready to rent by January. And... So January 7th, he literally had a van in the driveway and I, we definitely looked at the van. It was a hundred percent business. Like we didn't buy it for ourselves and then use it on the business on the side or vice versa, but it was a hundred percent business. And we wanted to make sure that if someone came to us that had health issues like myself, they had a refrigerator. So that Mm -hmm. was like a huge requirement, um, a comfortable bed. They had seat belts because what if they had kids? And so like we kind of went through our big checklist of what our dream van was, even though we know we we probably still won't ever build our dream van, but we can (laughs) offer it to other people. (laughs) And so we kind of just kind of we went down that road, that checklist of like, okay, it has to be car seat friendly, dog friendly, the refrigerator, you have to be able to stand up inside, house all your gear, racks on top. And Mm -hmm. then we're like, oh, that's actually a really cool thing. I like it. So I think we used it once to like take pictures, like way back in mm-hmm. the day. That's kind of how it all started.
0: So I love that you guys were like in September, I'm going to build a van and have it ready by January. So for those of you who don't know, we actually were looking big time for a camper van. And when we, uh, about a year ago, when everyone else decided to, we had already had this in our plans though. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so then like everybody started in the market, like went crazy. And so we kind of went on pause, but we had been looking and as we started looking at build times that's a pretty quick turnaround so i'm kind of impressed that taylor was just like yeah i'm going to do this in 3 months for my first time ever and i'm going to have it ready to roll cuz that's impressive cuz even people who are doing it regularly it's a pretty standard like 3 at, and sometimes it's a wait time i know to like get your slot but it still takes several weeks to do the build even for for experienced Company, yeah. so I'm pretty so
1: impressed. Our first van was actually a sportsmobile, so it was a, okay, a, it was pre built, I private see. party, yeah. So that's okay. but it did take us actually that long to find a van, yep. Um, I believe that. <laughs> that that and it fit our specifications. I mean, this was back in 2015 before van life was even a thing, right? right. We actually didn't even know about that, somebody had to tell us about that. Hashtag. <laughs> um, it was kind of funny, but um. But Taylor's first van, he did build that quick because so his first van that he built, I'm um, built under pressure because I was due with our second baby which we were not expecting mm-hmm. so, and I had really really bad like sickness like I had to be like medicated for it sickness throughout that entire pregnancy. So I definitely like didn't work that year. And so Taylor ran the entire rental company all the rental vans and he built a van for the rental fleet. and we I had booked a reservation on that rental van before we knew we were pregnant and uh, once we found out our due date the rental van was supposed to go out the day after my due date
0: oh was, like, no
1: like Gretchen and I was like I didn't know we were gonna be pregnant I did do like, it on purpose I guess I'm building a van oh well, like, yeah sorry so he had actually like two months to build it and he wow. did it. And it's amazing. It's still in our rental plate. And luckily I was two weeks
0: late with our baby. So that helped. <laughs> he didn't okay. feel quite as much pressure.
1: <laughs> and by then, you know, he had had a couple years experience, you know, with the rentals of like how things are, how things go together yeah. and what we wanted to change. We changed a lot of things in the van just to make them, you know, like super durable for our customers and
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that actually really pulled me to you guys is we had, when I started looking at the thought that we wanted some sort of a vehicle that we could take and go out, I looked at so many options that were not what i felt were safe enough for my kids because i wanted them to be in a seatbelt and at the time they one of them was still in a uh, car seat the other one was just outgrowing it and so i was like i need to be able to put a car seat in and i need to be able to have seatbelts and not side sideways seatbelts it wasn't my comfort level i know that a lot of people do it and that's you know everybody has their own level of comfort but it was not in my comfort level i really wanted them to be in a forward facing seat with the option for a car seat and there's not many options out there you're looking at either a a truck with a camper of some sort or a camper van with seating for the most part, because any our, a lot of RVs just don't have that as an option, unfortunately. Oh. And so we went, I mean, I we went, we've gone to multiple RV shows looking at like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Oh, nope, that won't work because of this. Mm-hmm. And so one of the reasons we were pulled to look at you guys was that hey, wait, they have beds. It'll sit, it'll seat and sleep all of us. And, and I can put the kids in a car seat. This is awesome. I can actually buckle up my children. Right, right. And so that was the, one of the things that really stood out for us that we were like, yes, okay, finally, we found someone who has it. And we wanted to really give them a try before we decided what to do. So we were wanting to try out some rentals before we decided to what we were going to do. And um, so- Looking at that, you know, that was obviously one of the things that was important to us, but what tips might you have for somebody who was interested in trying out a camper van? What would you tell them to to look for or to know before they jump into that first, you know, weekend or purchase, depending on where they're at?
1: Yeah, so um, renting any van, whether it's through us or another company, I think is a great start. Um, a couple of things. Do you want to be able to stand up inside? Because there's a ton of bands out there that are just like the older Ford lines So you don't stand up inside, and that's totally fine. Like that's what we have, right? And it works fine for us. But it's definitely not the easiest mode of travel for <laughs> camping. Um, so standing up inside, are you gonna be able to like do you want to pay for it in cash? Are you gonna finance it? So budget, and then are you gonna be using it year round or just um, maybe just in the shoulder season or just in the summertime. So that'll kind of narrow it down as well, what kind of van you get and the accessories on the van. And then do you have kids? Will you ever have kids? Or, you know, if you don't have kids or you're not planning on having children, do you want to be able to pick up friends or family from maybe the airport, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want those extra seat belts? So for us with our van, like even before we had kids, we always had a passenger seat in the back and it was actually a we took it out of a, out of a Toyota Sienna mm-hmm. minivan and put it in our van because that was the safest. It could bolt right through to the factory settings. It had the cross body shoulder belt with the headrest and bolsters. That's going to be the safest kids or adult, right? Right. Um. So that was, you know, that was super important to us, but for all of our like rental customers I chat with, it's, those are the questions I ask, right? It's like, do you have kids, dogs, what kind of gear are you bringing? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of folks that have really long skis, right? So they need yes. to be able to fit their skis underneath the sofa bed, right? And we have a van for that one van yeah. that has that extend, extended part that you put your skis. Um, so those are all the questions that you would ask: should you be renting or wanting to buy or build your own? There's a, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's a really big commitment. Whether I mean renting is expensive too. I mean, just mm-hmm. like buying. So there's a lot that goes into it. Our job is to make sure that our customers, whether they're buying or renting, are a hundred percent confident, in their, confident in their decision, and happy with their decision after they've made it. So I try to ask as many questions as I can.
0: Yeah, and I love that. And I think you know when we picked up our van. Um, the first time we had a rental with you guys, I loved how Taylor came out and he did a walkthrough, despite the fact that my kids, and I was like, it was one of those days, right? And I was like, please just be on your best behavior. And despite my best efforts, they were just excited is really what it was boiling down to, but they couldn't like contain their excitement and they were so loud. And he was just as patient as could be. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Cause they were oh just gosh, like we so know. loud and excited. It. it was but so kids are usually jumping in the van,
1: jumping on the seats, climbing yes. on the upper bunk, testing the faucet, you know. And exactly. So like, what yes. I usually do is like I'll have the kids. I'd be like, Okay, get in the van. That's the switch to turn
0: on the faucet. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I get to press buttons. Like, <laughs> the best day ever. He, he was so patient. Cause I was like, okay, hold on. Mommy actually needs to listen to this because this <laughs> is about battery life and us not like losing power while we're gone. So hang on just be quiet. But he was so patient and okay. he walked through everything. And even though John couldn't come with me, I felt like, I was like, all right, I got this. We're good. Yeah, we got this.
1: Good. And you can like, hopefully he told you this too, but it's like all of our customers call us, text us, FaceTime us anytime of the day with a question because sometimes even though we have like a little laminated manual in the van and everything, like it's just especially with kids, it's really hard to read a full sentence. (laughs) No kidding.
0: That's in a cabinet (laughs) when you have kids, so it's like just call it's totally fine. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we, I was really surprised we had, we really felt really comfortable. I mean, we did the first time we took it, we have some different plans with one that's coming up soon, but, um, we took it to a campground because it was our, I think it was our very first time in a camper van. So we were like, okay, let's just like, test the waters. Like you said, with the first time you went with your girls, like feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. making sure that we, we felt, even though we've done dispersed camping, we hadn't done it with the van and we were like, we just want to test things out and see how, how it feels and all of those things. So I think that's actually another really good tip that you had mentioned before that I'll say again, because I think if you're, if it's your very first time, if you're not really comfortable being out or navigating, um, you know, off-road or, or, um, even, even just dispersed camping in general, or if you're like, I don't know about not having an actual bathroom, like all of those things. It's a great way to kind of get your feet wet and test it out and see like, Hey, can I really do this all without using the campground, even though I'm here and have it as a backup or not. And, um, so I, I like, I like that tip too. Um, speaking of, this is another question I have people ask us every, because we've done a few rentals. And so they're like, Hey, what about the bathroom? So let's talk about the bathroom for a second, right?
1: Oh, it's a question I get asked every time. It's a, it's a valid question. Yes. So, bathroom, we personally, if you have like if you have a personal van, right? So, yeah. we recommend getting a cassette toilet. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great brands out there that make them. Even if you don't have a van, but you have like maybe a camper that you don't want to like deal with the black water tanks or even just we we carry it in our little Jetta wagon when we do little day trips sometimes too because it's so small. Mm-hmm. Um, And since COVID, there's not not a lot of public restrooms open. So we always have our little portable toilet um, and they're like a hundred bucks, which is great. Yeah. So that's an option. Personally, we don't rent them because we'd have to clean them. (laughs) 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 So what we do offer as a rental is they're called clean waste, go anywhere toilets. And there is the toilet itself, which is just like this plastic stand with legs and like a legitimate toilet seat. Mm-hmm. And then it comes with biodegradable bags that you clip into the seat. And it also comes with biodegradable toilet paper, biodegradable hand wipes, sanitizer, all the good stuff. So when you can, we usually suggest also like when you get to camp or um, if you're dispersed camping to just set it up on like the back driver tire area, cause you're not going to be like walking around that area. It's a little bit more private. And then if you are in a campground setting, it's campground setting, it's very open. So I recommend just keeping it in your van and you can put it mm-hmm. in the back of the van or in the living room. <laughs> 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 Most people prefer the back of the van, a little bit of privacy. Um and then if you are off grid though, I mean there's a few different options. But that's what I recommend for the toys. Yeah. Such.
0: Yeah, most of the time, um, our kids actually the first time we went dispersed camping, I was kind of nervous that they like when we stayed long enough that like, you know, when it's a single night, sometimes number two doesn't actually have to happen. And so like their boys number peeing is fine, like they're whatever. But number two doesn't always have to happen on a single night. So when we did our first longer dispersed trip, I was like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And I did the debate of whether we should buy one. And I was like, I think they'll be okay. And we're close enough. If we absolutely have to, we can drive back in and find a bathroom. It'll be okay. And uh, I was really surprised. Like we taught them what we needed to do. We dug our holes, we did all of the right stuff and they they were champs, and I was just—I was like, "Okay, good." Kids good. are so adaptable,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, if you just state it like a fact, or at least for our kids, our kids yes. are like, if you state it like a fact, like this is just what you do. Mm-hmm. They're okay. They're totally fine with it. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. Hilarious. There's no convincing. It's just this is what you do when you're mm-hmm. outside. And this is what you do when you're camping. Fine. Our little ones have been using our cassette toilet in our van since they were nine months old. So they are very comfortable using the restroom in the van. But now that they're old enough to like walk off by themselves and like go pee in the forest. Oh no yeah. About it. They think it's yep. so fine. Our yep. little one keeps asking if she can, she goes, poop, poop. And I'm like, well, no, because you're actually not old enough to like dig a hole yet. So you need to go in the toilet, please. <laughs> She's waiting for the day though.
0: She's very excited about it. She's ready though. She's ready. <laughs> That's great. Um, so not only when you have a you know a camper van or there are the questions about logistics, right? But then other people then you also want to know, okay, where where should I take it, right? Because there's so many, especially when you're coming and somebody say somebody's flying in to um to rent a van from you, or even if they live in the area and they're like, Hey, I just want to explore a little bit deeper than I normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, finding places is always one of um the challenges, because if you want to go to a traditional campground, I hate to spoil it for you, but you're probably not going to find many options now in the Pacific Northwest for summer. (laughs) They book up so fast. There's a lot of first come first serve, but you have to, you know, you have to be there early enough to catch those. Um, but there's also so much dispersed camping available here that, that you have like unlimited options. So I know you guys go a lot. So now I have to ask, what are some of your favorite spots to go? I can't say that. Well, they don't I'm have to be your most secret, so, but like you can generalize, generalize, yeah, yeah, area. generalize.
1: I don't, I don't <laughs> So, you know, the Mountain National Forest really is like our go-to. I mean, because it's just, it feels pretty expansive and there's so many fire roads um, to explore down. And there's a lot of kind of man-made little fire rings and kind of graded out camp spots. So that's really nice. We have been exploring Eastern Oregon a lot more, mm-hmm. which has been really fun. It's really dry,
0: it's, yeah.
1: um, which is great. It gets a little hot, too hot for us in the summer. But like the fall, winter, and early spring, Eastern Oregon has been, just because we haven't explored it a lot, it's been really fun to explore. There's like um big canyons out there too. Yeah. And lots of wildlife. So it's been mm. really fun for us because it's like we'll see um like the bighorn sheep like yeah. just wild and wild horses and it is just a total ball. And we'll bring our bikes and just like ride, get to camp and then just unload the bikes and go for bike rides for like three hours just to explore. Um so that's been really nice. And I like dry, dry, dry climate. So I love the Eastern. I do too. Yeah, yeah. And and even Central Oregon. We go to Central Oregon a ton. Um we have a very big list of places we still want to visit in Oregon. And I've lived here my entire life, entire life. And I have not even scratched the surface.
0: No, and that's the thing I, I tell people is like, when they'll ask us where, where should we go? And I'm like, okay, I can tell you where I've been that I loved, yeah. but there are so many places on my bucket list for the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I'm with you. I don't think that even if I live here for the rest of my life that I will ever touch it all. I don't mm-hmm. think it's possible. There are so many lakes and rivers and, yeah. and
1: mountains and, yep. you know, with rental customers, because we do a lot of trip planning is, you know, kind of going through that checklist of questions too, where it's like, do you have kids? Okay. How old are they? Do they hike on their own? What's their max? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then also, what's the max time in the car that you want to spend? For Taylor and I, we can drive for 13 hours with our kids. We're mm-hmm. totally fine with that. Yeah. Other folks, it's three hours max. Okay, great. So let's build your trip around that where you're not in the car for any longer than three hours, right? Right, right. And totally. then Taylor and I are also the type of personality where we pack up every day, which is not what I suggest. <laughs> but it's literally like every morning at like 11, it's like, should we pack up and like go explore? It was like, mm-hmm. sure, let's go to a new spot. And it's every day. It's so funny. See um, yeah. And, but with, you know, customers, it's like, we kind of just go through what their level, like how they would, what's their ideal trip look like? Mm-hmm. And how can we make that happen? Like kind of the best way to make that happen. We also try to find out what the most important um, like viewpoint or activity is for them. A lot yeah. of folks, it's like Crater nation, Crater Lake, right? It's like, right. I have to see Crater Lake. It's like, great, let's do a loop that brings you around to Crater Lake, you know, mid-trip. And that way you get to see the mountains, Crater Lake, and the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of get it all. And you can take some scenic byways along the way. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah,
0: there's some beautiful drives in that area. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So much. Yes, no. Okay, I love that. Those are some great <laughs> tips. So even though they're, and, and yeah, yeah, we You don't have to drop a pen for us (laughs) on your favorite location ever that's always quiet. Like I get that. (laughs) General location though. Yes. Yes. Cause and you know what? I think that's some of the beauty though of having um having a camper van or being able to be self-contained, whether it's with a tent or a camper van or a truck camper or whatever you have. Um, I think that's some of the beauty of it is being able to go explore these spots and find your own little gems that they really do. When you find that one, you're like, oh this is so awesome. And it feels like your own little secret that no one knows about, which I'm sure other people do, but it's like, but it's like that one little gym when you find it and you're like, Oh, this is so good. And I don't, we also really have started even when we aren't camping. Um, if it's like a nice day in the middle of winter that we're not snowboarding, we'll head out to the woods just to explore and like drop pins for later of like, Ooh, this would be a great spot or Ooh, let's go check this one out. So we'll do, and we'll, you know, make a hike or just, a, or ditch a day drive out of it. Cause our kids are pretty good at being in the car too. So sometimes we'll just drive, we'll go find our spots. We'll find, you know, beautiful views and then we'll pop up, pop out the, uh, stove and have dinner out, you know, go out for dinner kind of a thing. And so some, you know, kind of like a day camping, but, um, and that's really fun too for like planning those overnight trips later and kind of scouting locations ahead of time is kind of fun. So. A recon
1: mission. We always exactly. keep like a couple things of like mac and cheese in our van mm, smart. If we are out and about. Because mac and cheese, like it's it's best with butter and milk, but you don't really need it, right? Yeah. So like when you're out and about, we always have our stove. We have a couple boxes of mac and cheese, and we always have a full thing of water. And it's like if we end up staying, we actually do it a lot. Even just like right here um in the gorge, it's like we'll just kind of be out for the day, and it's like we kind of want to stay a little longer. We don't want to have to go home to cook food, and mm-hmm. so, like, it's just use our emergency supply of
0: pasta. <laughs> yep. I have a uh, a little like it's either in a cooler or a bin depending on what we're taking for the day but like I keep like there's this one little bin that I keep like all of our like snack stuff. That's like the quick grab stuff in, in the garage. And so if we're going out for a day and I'm not sure if we're going to make it back, I have the same thing, but we use a lot of the times we have this, um, the quinoa rice mix from Costco, I'll buy that stuff. And then I just like a can of beans and salsa. Cause it's all shelf stable and our kids love it. And it's like an easy win. So I'll grab that. And if we're thinking, we may, if I'm, if I'm thinking of it ahead of time, far enough, I'll also grab like some veggies and fruit to take with it. But if not, like, if all else fails, we have food and everybody will be full and happy and yep. And then we don't have to cut our day short if we don't want to. Because that's the other thing in the Northwest we found is like, especially in the summer, it's beautiful. Everybody wants to be out. And so if you do end up in a more popular area, the middle part of the day is really busy. We love going I'm not a super early morning person. I can if I have to, but I don't want to. But I love like the evening time because everybody gets off the trail. You get the beautiful sunsets and we can enjoy the hike. Like we went hiking this weekend at a popular trail that I fully, I mean, and it was busy on the way in. We passed a bunch of people coming in, but on the way out, we basically had it to ourselves and we got back to the parking lot. There were like three cars. And we- And we had the viewpoint on the hike to ourselves for like 20 minutes because of the timing. And so then we had taken dinner with us and we pulled over at the coast and like cooked up our dinner and we were, and like had dinner on the beach after our hike. It was great.
1: Yeah. great. Right. How perfect is that? Exactly. It's so, awesome. I love it. Yes.
0: Um, so that's, that's definitely one of the, if you're going not way out deep in the woods, that's, that's my tip for getting, uh, getting some time to yourself. If someone is interested in trying a camper van and maybe they want to be a little more adventurous, they don't want to do the first night at a campground like we talked about, you have options for that, right? So oh my gosh, so
1: close by here now that we're in Hood River. So you can go either direction. Well, there's a few different directions you can go, but within 10 minutes, you can be in National Forest mm-hmm. and do dispersed camping either on the Washington side and where it's the Gifford National Forest or, um, in Mount Hood, which is just yep. right here. So, an amazing viewpoints. You can be tucked into the middle of the forest if you want, or you can be on a hilltop looking at Mount Adams and Mount Hood and probably see Jefferson too. So yes, a lot of options, which is great.
0: And you guys have, um, two wheel drive vehicles, but you also have four wheel drive vehicles available as well. Yes. So that we really want to get actually... you
1: guys in a four-wheel yeah. drive vehicle because that is so your game. Okay? It is. It
0: <laughs> so is so hard to come by. I know. We might yeah. have to look at the calendar and see if there's a switch around date yeah. available because oh, yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. But um it's they're they're popular for a good reason though, because yeah. we have plenty of places to explore out here and the four wheel drives are awesome. How yeah. how many four wheel drive vehicles do you have available now?
1: So we have six four wheel drive. Okay. And we just have one two wheel drive. Okay. So yeah, yeah. four-wheel drive is definitely the most popular. So we're trying to increase those numbers. Um, and the two-wheel drive is great because it's the more, you know, cost-effective way to travel. And mm-hmm. it has a lift on it. Has BF Goodrich all-terrain tires, which is great. Um, but the four-wheel drive is just nice because, it, it, I don't know, it makes you feel safer. Yeah. You have yeah. four-wheel drive, right? The amount of times the four-wheel drive actually gets engaged is probably pretty low, mm-hmm. but you do just have that better clearance, which is nice. Yes.
0: Yeah. And you just, you just know that if you get, you've got something to get you out of where you need to be yeah. or where you don't want to be rather.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you can go a little further. Yeah. Right? If like the one spot that you had in mind, maybe there's some campers there, you can kind of keep going and maybe it's not. And if you, if you engage for drive, even at, you know, higher speeds it, on a gravel or kind of washboard road, it's just way more comfortable.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm
1: very encouraging of the four wheel drive use.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah, since we got the uh, our truck that has the four wheel four wheel drive, we are definitely more adventurous than yeah. even with even with just the all wheel drive Subaru we have. Just because mm-hmm. the clearance is so much more, right? So you're like, hey, oh yeah, we can totally do that. Where before I'd be like, I think it'll, I think it'll work. Yeah, honestly, Subarus, out, but... Subarus are so impressive though. Like how yeah. much clearance they actually have when they don't look like they have that much. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm always mm-hmm. impressed. But um, yeah, that's definitely different. Features. When you go in with the four by four and the higher clearance, you're just like, all right, we got this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's pretend that it's way back before you started Romerica and way back before your first camper van or box metal yeah. box trip. <laughs> um, what is something you wish someone had told you about traveling in a camper van back then? Something that you wish somebody had had said, Hey, you want to know this, or hey, do this, or hey.
1: I think if somebody would have just said like you'll be surprised at how relaxing it is mm-hmm. I mean, really relaxing camping. Yeah. No way. Absolutely not. Camping is hard. Right. And it's like, you're constantly breaking down camp or setting up camp or cleaning or moving this or moving that. But I mean, in a van, you're still doing that, right. Moving things around and cleaning. But the, the van for me, if somebody would have told me like, you'd be surprised at how relaxing it can be. Um, yeah. I maybe would have jumped on a little bit earlier
0: Mm -hmm. because it is
1: very relaxing.
0: I would agree with that. And when you were talking earlier too, about, um, you know, that you guys like to pack up camp every day, I was thinking back to a couple trips that we have taken in camper vans where we did pack up every day. And honestly, it was so much easier. Like with a tent, would I want to do that? Probably not. Like it's doable, but it's a lot of work to break down and set up a tent every time. And camper van, there are some things you do have to take care of, but it's just doesn't seem as it doesn't take, seem to be dry inside. Yeah. That's yeah. a big
1: one for me. So I, we actually had a tent in our
0: front yard,
1: uh, over the weekend. So I just broke it down this morning and like packed it away. And I was like, it was damp. So I was yeah. like, Oh shoot. Like I can't actually put this away right now. So yeah. I it over the railing, let it dry out. Yeah, And like when we used to travel in the truck and have tents and stuff, same thing right yeah. it's like we're kind of the get on the road the next morning but and it's always damp it's always damp mm-hmm. so I mean a specific northwest things are not yep. dry in yeah. the, the summer so <laughs> um done. yeah so that's been nice too with the vans it's like you'll be surprised I'll tell our renters it's like if you want to get up and go the next morning you can just yep. throw it in the van and you're good
0: Yep. No, I agree. I love that. Okay, so now this is maybe another one of those more challenging questions, but aside from the van, which obviously is awesome, um what is a piece of gear that you use all the time when you're out that you're just like this is the best thing since sliced bread. Why did I not know about it sooner?
1: Oh, that is a good
0: one. Totally put her on the spot with this one. Oh. <laughs>
1: so, I think the thing that we use the most when we camp and I would have never thought that we would is we keep a really, we keep a, um, they're called, the brand is Coast, and we take, uh, we have one of their knives. And we use it for making snacks, opening any packages, any safety stuff, any lines that need to be cut. We use it to saw tree branches if we need to. We probably use that the most. And if you, so I always say, like, for me, if I were to be camping on my own, I'd always have a knife on me. Yes. And then our headlamps.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: All the time. They're amazing. Our kids use them. We use them.
0: Yes. Headlamps Mm. are a must. Yeah. And then, um,
1: as a mom, even though my kids are out of pack and plays, I still bring one because they are (laughs) containment for a child and it's amazing. (laughs) So That's actually, I don't know what the age is where I'm probably not supposed to be doing that, but
0: (laughs) you know, we used to take on ours. I mean, now we don't, obviously they won't fit, but, um, we used to take ours on vacation for a long time, because even if we were in a hotel or even no matter where we were, whether we were camping or in a hotel, it didn't matter because it was a space too, that they were somewhat familiar with. And so when it was nap time or if it was, Hey, I just need you to be safe for a second. Exactly. it worked really, really well. So I, I hear you. Ours, um, we took them for quite a while. It basically until they quit taking naps period was when I finally like was quit taking them, but otherwise they came with us all the time.
1: Well, and I just feel like, so our youngest, she's, we call her monster. She's an amazing monster. She's the funniest. <laughs> she is a monster and she's into everything. She's very tactile. So she has to touch it and explore yeah. it and break it before she learns anything. Um, which is totally fine. It's her personality. But there are some times where I'm like, oh my gosh, child, like you have to stop touching that. So I put her in the pack and play just yeah. to keep her safe so I can go about what I, building the fire, right? Well, and, and I think, just-
0: right, and I think especially when you are doing those solo mom adventures, that is even more important because there are going to be times where you have to do things like building the fire or making the food that she can't touch everything, everything. and you right. just need to know that she's safe. And that yeah. is a huge, that's a huge thing. So yeah. I love that tip too. So thank you. Yeah. Um, And so now that we're kind of wrapping things up, I think that you had something special you wanted to share with our listeners um, if they want to test out one of your vans.
1: Yes. If you guys want to test out one of our vans, all you have to do is just mention this podcast. You don't have to remember any crazy coupon code or anything. And just say that I heard you on the Stoke Van Podcast and we will give you a free night for your trip whether it's a six day trip or you just want to try it out for the weekend, just give us a call and we'll throw in a free night for you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. That is huge. So take her up on that for sure. And um, do, so they just need to give you a call. That's not like an on, on bookable on it, the um, line.
1: Well, we don't have like online booking per se. Okay. Like you just shoot us an email from our website. It comes directly to me or okay. Chris and we'll answer it. Um, the joy of being a small company is we get to know all of our customers really well. And um, as a business owner who also works in the business is I can throw out these discounts and I will be managing it as well.
0: I love that. And then and then when you call them, they'll actually be able to help you plan your trip if you have want extra tips, if you don't already have it all planned out. So that's awesome. So, that's right. Yeah. All right. Um, before we go, will you tell everybody where they can connect with you? Sure.
1: So you can find us online at Romerica.com, which is (laughs) R-O-A-M-E-R-I-C-A. realize realized I always need to spell it. Um, Instagram is Romerica Rentals and same with Facebook and Pinterest.
0: Great. And is there anything else you would like to share that we haven't talked about? It's okay okay if there's not, but is there (laughs) any?
1: There's probably so much. But, oh, I just want to encourage everybody, whether it, again, like I've said before, like whether it's with us or another company or just yourself, like just get out, explore, touch the dirt, touch the leaves, get dirty. You're going to be exhausted probably if it's your first time or you're doing it with your kids and that's totally normal. And it's totally normal to get home from a trip and be like, I will never do that again. <laughs> and then a week later be like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Or and an we, hour, layer, hour later. later. Yes. <laughs> every summer it happens. Every summer, our whole family gets together. There's well, besides last summer, but there's 25 of us, 25. Okay. And there's all little ones, all little kids, right? We all have at least two babies now. And every time after this trip, we all go camping. It's exhausting. It's an <laughs> absolute nightmare. It's pure comedy, though, for the grandparents nowadays. It's so <laughs> and we all get home, and all of us siblings talk to one another, we're like, next year we're doing this. We're not doing that again. That was awful. Uh, And then about two weeks later, we're like, okay, so where should we go next year? What's the (laughs) site number that we're going to get this? And it's just, it's every year. It's pure comedy. So it's normal. It's totally normal.
0: (laughs) I love that. And that's so true that inevitably there will be days that you're going to be like, this was the worst plan ever. And then you... You, yeah. it feeds something inside of you that makes you want to go again yeah. yeah we do that with hiking we do that with camping like we have those days whether it's hiking camping snowboarding they all happen where we're like this was the worst day ever we're never doing it again yeah. and then like yeah you do it's, yeah you do yeah. it's just like kids right you have your first kid and you're like i'm never doing this again and then yeah. somehow it happens <laughs> whether you chose it or not it happens God. <laughs> um, uh... Okay, well, thanks again for chatting with us today and sharing all of your insights. Gretchen. It was so nice to have you on. Yes, thank
1: you so much.
0: Thanks again, Gretchen, for joining us on the podcast today. It was so much fun to chat with you and um spoiler alert. I'm actually recording this outro about a week after I recorded with Gretchen, and I'm so excited to be recording this outro because we just came back from a weekend in one of Romerica's vans, and it was a blast so Anyway, it was just really exciting to be able to have this conversation with her and then spend a weekend enjoying one of their vans and then come back to like wrap it up full circle with you guys. So I just want to pull out some of my favorite takeaways from this conversation with Gretchen. And the first one is that traveling solo with your kids can be awesome. It gives you that one-on-one time that can be hard to come by in a normal day-to-day environment, even in your house. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but when you're home, there's always a million things to do. But when you're out and away you kind of can get in the relaxed zone and just enjoy your kids as they are meant to be enjoyed. Um, So I think that's such a great tip. And then... Don't worry about everything being perfect because they're not going to care. They're going to be forgiving. Even if you forget something or something goes wrong, it doesn't matter. They're going to simply be happy being with you. And actually, case in point is this past weekend, despite all of our planning and our checklist, I still forgot something. Like I almost always forget something. And this time it was not anything major, but I usually try to bring some kind of like special drink for the kids that's not caffeinated. um, And I kind of brought our drinks and forgot their drinks. And so they were kind of bumming, but they were really good sports about it and it wasn't really big deal they just said hey next time can we bring like some sparkling water or something I'm like okay sure and you know what they didn't care they forgot about it and they had just a blast being with us so she's so right the other thing is when you start it's totally okay to start at a campground you don't have to go off grid immediately or ever really do what you're comfortable with in fact this past weekend when we had the van we split our time we spent um some time dispersed in the forest and then we had some friends who had extra campsites at the beach so we headed over there and we had a nice split of like river and forest play and then beach time so it's totally perfect um, to do whatever works for you in that moment because the point isn't to just be hardcore off-grid. It's to enjoy your time with your family and in nature. And last but not least, use a pack and play for containment if you need to, especially when you're on your own. (laughs) And don't forget, if you are wanting to try out one of Romerica's fans, don't forget to call and mention the podcast when you're making your reservation so that Gretchen can hook you up with your free night for your weekend or longer trip. And this is the part of the show where I thank you, Stoke fan, for being a part of our community. community and for listening to our podcasts if you are enjoying these episodes and if you're learning something from them please give us a rating and review in itunes and tell a friend so we can spread the word and continue to bring more awesome guests and perks to you like the free night with romerica adventure more stress less we'll see you out there